Hello, everyone. This is Andy Bobrek at Bond, Shannick and King, guest hosting on the Legally Bond podcast. We have our third and final installment of the Summer Fun Series. For those of you who have tuned in, we've, we've also covered uh, legal issues and scope of our practice within the craft brewing industry, as well as the gaming industry with emphasis on the online gaming area. If you haven't, I encourage you to listen to those uh, podcasts. Uh, so in the third installment, we have my partner and friend, Jeff Shear joining us today. Uh, for our third installment, we're going to focus on the cannabis industry here in New York. I know Jeff's going to talk a little bit about that and that part of his practice deals with that area. But it's really my pleasure to, to welcome Jeff today. And Jeff, why don't you tell folks a little bit about your practice and, and more importantly, how you came to Bond? Great. Thanks a lot, Andy. It's great to be here. It's good to see everybody or have everybody listen to me. So my practice is representing small, mid-sized businesses, everything from startup through succession, kind of anything that comes in between. So I'm helping people set up companies, helping them while they're running their companies, if any questions come up. And then on the, the back end of it, when they want to transition their business to the next generation, possibly sell their business, I can help with that as well. And my practice is pretty, I always say it's industry agnostic. I really represent people from all walks of life. We'll get into that in a little bit. but. You know, I've represented auto dealers and high-tech companies and manufacturers and professionals and, uh, you know, anything really in between, which really keeps my practice in interesting uh, because, you know, one day I may be working with some guy that's uh, developed, you know, a turbine used in, you know, the energy field. And the next day, you know, I'm representing somebody that's uh, developed software in healthcare. So it's pretty interesting. It keeps me on my toes. I came to Bond in uh, 2013. After practicing in another firm here in Syracuse for 16 plus years, you know, originally from Buffalo, went to school in Rochester, kind of ended up in Syracuse, been here for 26 years now. And uh, I don't plan on moving further down the thruway, except maybe just to go visit people or anything like that. So that's my story. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And, and for our listeners, Jeff and I have had the, the chance to work together on a number of projects or, or practices overlap. Uh, and it's great to have him be able to help my clients who have corporate needs. Uh, and likewise, I've been able to work with a number of Jeff's clients who have labor and employment needs. And I should toss in too, Jeff, you've you know, worked with many of uh, my and other of our nonprofit clients as we've seen consolidation within the human services industries. And that's a trend that I think we expect to continue. I know it's been, been great to have you work on that too. Thanks. It's pro probably another topic for a podcast in the future is. Uh, the not-for-profit consolidation, but it's not for today. Yeah, agree. No, this is this is uh, not that that's not fun, but I think our listeners uh, <laughs> are keyed in to, to hear about the cannabis industry here in New York. And I know we've worked together on a number of different issues uh, going back some time and in, in, in as far back as when the medicinal marijuana uh, uh, industry emerged. So maybe just if you could give folks a little bit of a sense of your work in this industry, uh, both historically and, and what you're working on these days? Sure. So in, in 2015, and maybe a little bit before that, but 2015, New York passed legislation that uh, legalized uh, medicinal uh, cannabis. And at that point in time, I had a client come to me that I've been representing for years uh, that wanted to get into the field. And uh, New York at the time was going to issue five licenses for fully integrated companies, meaning a seed to sale. 
uh, meaning the, the medical field was going to be growing, processing, dispensing, delivery, et cetera. One company doing everything, there would be five licenses. So I worked with a company that came close to getting a license out of about 50 applications that were submitted in New York. And actually, they, re- they eventually received a license in about 2017. And through that, I represented uh, that company and others in obtaining cannabis licenses or making applications for cannabis licenses in a variety of other states. And then we fast forward to this past year when New York passed legislation um, legalizing adult use cannabis. And we all, not we all, but we, we knew that the time was going to come. We knew there's a lot of pressure around the country for legalized adult use cannabis. And New York decided to pass the legislation. And at that time, since our feet were already in the pool, we jumped right in to you know, work with our clients that wanted to get back in the field. What's different this time around, and what I think is going to make the industry more accessible to people, is that the licenses are going to be specific for cultivation or processing or retail dispensary. So whereas on the medical side, you really needed big companies with lots of money to come in uh, to obtain these licenses because they were going to be completely vertically integrated. This time around, I'm talking to lots of people who have the capital to maybe open one aspect of the process. Um, and I think that that's going to open up the open up this industry to a lot more people than just a few of the big dogs. I've talked to a lot of people who are interested in opening up retail dispensaries. We talked about opening one or two or three. Some people that want to get into the cultivation and and anything in between. Again, I think it's going to be opening up that the industry to a lot more people, which has been interesting. Yeah, that that is, and and that makes sense too. The, the sectors that somebody could look at the the dispensing, right, a retail location, uh, the cultivation. Was there a third that you mentioned that you could focus on? Is there distribution, or how does that work? Well, no, there's there's the really the three main aspects are your cultivation, your processing, and your dispensary. I'm not quite sure if there'll be home delivery beyond that, or if that'll be controlled by the dispensary. The transportation among the three. You know, that'll be controlled probably by whoever is cultivating or processing, you know, and, and, and one other point on, on how this is being made more accessible is um, what New York has done is they've added like a social equity component to the licensing. Um, and New York has in their legislation put an emphasis on wanting to get licenses in the hands of our minority population, women, veterans, farmers. Right. And really make this an accessible industry for people that may not otherwise get into the industry. And in fact, there's currently legislation on you know, adult use um, retail dispensaries, and that is geared specifically toward uh, applicants who have had, you know, are members of one of these minority groups and who have had a previous cannabis conviction. So there has really been a strong effort on New York's part to, you know, you know, open up the, you know, open up the application process and get people in the fold that may not otherwise be in the fold or may not have other, you know, may not have an opportunity because they have a previous conviction or because they're, you know, part of a group that doesn't get opportunities. Yeah, that that was, a, I don't know if unique is is the right word, but it was a feature that, you know, I, I wasn't aware of in some of the other states uh, here that, that again, will hopefully create a, a, a bigger pipeline of Mm-hmm. Uh, entrepreneurs who are interested in getting into this industry, and uh, in in that regard, we had 
one of our associates here at Bond give a presentation on our weekly webinar, I think the week before, on some regulations that were issued by the state. And I was struck with the granular level of detail and complexity that was present in those regulations and you know the type of packaging, for example, and what types of colors could be used and all of which, as I listened to it, made sense. But nonetheless struck me that there's just a lot of moving parts here. And I think the $10 million question that I hear from people is the time frame, right? And, and we knew this was going to be complex and it wasn't going to be an immediate thing, but I'm sure people uh, are asking or entrepreneurs are interested in you know, when am I going to be able to open that shop and hang my shingle and, and start the retail component of the adult use of cannabis? Yeah, we're, it, it's been a slow rollout, as I'm sure people can appreciate or maybe be frustrated by. There are regulation, regulations on some adult use, as I just mentioned, for the social justice aspect of it. There's been promises from the state that we'll have retails open by the end of the year or the beginning of 2023. Part of the, the struggle there, though, is that we're not, they're not, the, the regulations for kind of general retail licenses aren't out yet. We're expecting, you know, what I've heard along the lines is there'll be a floodgate of uh, the floodgates will open and we'll see lots of regulations come out in the next few months. Maybe that's true. You know, I think we also have to take into account that it's going to take some time to build out uh, to build out your spot for a retail dispensary. Right. We've got some we've got people who are allowed to cultivate right now, not just the medical cannabis, but New York has issued licenses for cannabis to to farmers that previously had hemp licenses. So we know that there's cultivation going on. There's not much processing right now. And the retail, we do have the medical cannabis have retail locations. I don't know if those will be utilized. That's still up for, you know, for debate right now. But we're hoping that by the end of the year that we, we have retail dispensaries open. But I think we're going to need to see legislation and regulations proposed and finalized really in the short term to make that happen. Because, you know, when you open up a retail dispensary, you know, it's not like opening up a candy store and maybe candy's a bad, you know, a bad analogy. Yeah. I mean, I, I suppose there will be gummies and whatnot, but, you know, it's not like opening a candy store. You know, you're talking about having a place with um, with a certain level of security, with interior vaults, with uh, lots of controls that take time to, to build out. And we know we also know right now that there are supply chain issues with construction. So I don't know if we're going to hit that end of the year goal, but that's that's what we've heard. Well, that's great. And what I would say to listeners out there, if, if you're interested in this industry uh, and you start printing out these regulations that have already been enacted and proposed uh, and the no doubt hundreds of pages of additional materials that will be forthcoming, I, I'd say don't worry about it. Jeff and his team are going to be pouring through all of those uh, in detail, we'll have them uh, well in hand and, and be able to work with you and advise you accordingly on, on compliance. So, Jeff, thanks for joining us today to talk about this. Uh, folks, if you're listening, you can find Jeff's bio and information on Bonchenik and Keg's website at bsk.com. And Jeff, will hope, hopefully we'll have you back at some point to talk a little bit further about the industry. Thanks. That'd be great. Thanks a lot, Andy. Bond, Shenick, and King has prepared this communication to present only general information. This is not intended as legal advice, nor should you consider it as such. 
You should not act or decline to act based upon the contents. While we try to make sure that the information is complete and accurate, laws can change quickly. You should always formally engage a lawyer of your choosing before taking actions which have legal consequences. For information about our communication, firm, practice areas, and attorneys, visit our website, bsk.com. This is Attorney Advertising.